Well, good morning and welcome once again to worship here at St. John's. My name is Tom. I am the pastor here. And on behalf of everyone, we're just, we're just thankful that we get to, to be here and to do this and to worship together, especially on this day, on Mother's Day. So uh, we celebrate with everyone as we're celebrating with mothers and the way in which God brought us into the world, which was through a mother that even Jesus, when I think about Mother's Day, I think Jesus could have entered into the world in any possible way. And yet when he and the Father were talking about the way in which he would come into his creation, he chose to do it just like we did through the arms of a mother. And so we're here to worship him. We're here to worship his design and to bring glory to his name as we begin in God's word. So as we prepare our hearts, let's just say a quick word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the privilege of being a part of the community of believers, the family of faith, that you've drawn us together and you continue to sustain us in so many ways. God, we pray that you would do so now as we read your word, that your spirit would sustain us and that you would use this moment in time, not just to draw us closer to you, but that you might use our lives and a legacy that we're about to see in the words of Paul that we might draw others closer to you as well. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you would, if you have a Bible, take it out, open it up, and join us. If you don't have one, you can open up the Bible app on your phone, whatever you need to do to follow along. Our reading today is a short one, but there's a lot there, and we're going to talk about that. It's in Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 19. Paul says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I may also be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will Come soon. The word of the Lord. This morning we're going to talk about legacy. Legacy, which I think is fitting for a number of reasons that are, some of which are going to be unveiled as we get into God's word this morning. But to start, a story that came to my mind as I was preparing, it's from my father-in-law, Brian. He's a pastor just south of Lake Geneva. And it's a story that he told in a sermon once about a wedding that he officiated some years ago. And it wasn't your, your traditional wedding story. It wasn't some like sappy moment when, when they said I do or about a dress or about the flowers or all of that. I'm sure the wedding was beautiful. But the only thing that he remembers from that wedding was what happened when the wedding was over. He was locking the doors. Everybody else had already gone to the party, right? They're at the reception. And he's walking through the parking lot. And while the cars are all gone, he noticed that many of the guests had left a bunch of garbage all over. And so, of course, he's in his, like, probably his, his wedding suit, and, and he's reaching down, and he's grabbing bags of McDonald's and, and empty bottles of soda and all this stuff, when, when suddenly he smells something. And he looks down at his feet, and, and what he sees when he looks is a recently filled diaper. A dirty, disgusting, fresh diaper. 
And if he's anything like me, what he probably would have done is he probably would have taken the, the, the McDonald's bag and, and, the, and the empty bottle and just kind of grabbed it like with tongs, like this nuclear waste, and then went and dumped it into the dumpster or something. But, but all these years later, the point that he made was, was that all these years later, and I told this story in a sermon like eight years ago, and, and he had this experience years before that. So who knows? Like maybe it's been 20 years since this wedding. But he doesn't remember anything except the dirty diaper. The legacy of that wedding for him is the dirty diaper. And, and you think about, like, the significant moments of our life, right? We don't always, we don't remember all the details. We don't ever remember all the details. But what we do remember are some defining moments in those experiences. The actions, the people, the words that, that looking back carry a legacy that far outlives the moment itself. And so the question that I want to ask us today as we look back on the season that we're all living in right now is what do I want my legacy to be? What do I want my legacy to be? Because there's a lot of dirty diapers in the parking lot right now, aren't there? There's a lot of dirty diapers, but but that doesn't have to be the legacy. I mean, today's Mother's Day, right? It's the day that we remember the dirty diapers, not for the diapers themselves, but we remember the ones who changed them for us. See, something gross and, 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 and worthless like a diaper. You're probably wondering, why does he keep grabbing that diaper, right? But, but something gross like a diaper, like a dirty-filled diaper, can actually become a legacy of faith and love, right? When it's placed in the hands of somebody who's chosen to love you enough to get their hands dirty for you. And that opportunity isn't just, re- just reserved for moms and for dads, but, but we can be that person for somebody else. And we can be that person because God was that for us. And, and that's kind of where Paul is taking us in our reading today to his letter in the church uh, to his le- in his letter to the church in Philippi. Today is the, the fourth week in our series, Upside Down Joy, as we journey with a guy named Paul through a letter that he wrote to these Christians in a different place while he was in house arrest in Rome. And it's, it's this moving letter, right? Like, you, you read it, if you've been reading it with us, he's, he's got this deep faith, he's got this deep love, he's got this deep encouragement to these people who, at the same time as him, are experiencing some pretty significant difficulties in the season of life they're in. And that's why we're reading it. Uh, there's a lot of differences, but there's some similarities to what we're going through too. Like, like Paul wants to be with them, but he can't. They're at a distance. And so they have to support one another. They're, they're writing letters and sending messengers back and forth, like kind of like how we're going to be sending some messengers to some of the moms this morning that you signed up for. If you don't know about that, uh, last week we asked people to sign their moms up for a bunch of guys from St. John's to go and, and sing to them wearing tuxedos. And we're going to take some pictures and videos. So come back next Sunday, and we'll show you all the fun we had. Now, now Paul wasn't sending anybody in a tuxedo and anywhere, but Paul was writing to the church in Philippi because they sent their brother in Christ to him to extend their support and their resources and their love. And so Paul says this, he says in verse 19, he said, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. And I want to focus on Timothy this morning and the relationship between Paul and Timothy because Timothy's relationship with Paul was unique. It was special. 
He was there in Rome with Paul. He was up to his elbows in the dirty diapers of the trials and the heartbreaks and the persecution that Paul was going through, his pain and his joy. And there's really no relationship quite like this one in all the scriptures. Now, Paul thinks so highly of Timothy that that he says this, and this is the verse that really spoke to me, Philippians 2.20. He says, He says, I have no one else like Timothy. Paul says, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not for those of Jesus Christ. See, living for the interests of Jesus is is the way Paul has been outlining how we're called to live throughout the entire first half of this letter. Is somebody who's been forgiven by God, right? Who's been forgiven by what Jesus has done for us. And therefore, we should live in unity with one another. That we should be humble. That we should rejoice even in the midst of difficulty because we know that our God has conquered the grave. And, and he says that, uh, that, that all of all the people, Paul says, that I know who are attempting to live this way. I don't know anyone who is more faithful and more genuine than this young man I know right here, and his name is Timothy. And so there's, there's two questions that kind of come to my mind when I think about this relationship. The first one is, is for us to ask, and it's, it's who's your Timothy? Who is your Timothy? When, when everybody else in the world is focused on themselves, who in your life is focused on Jesus? Who in your life is focused on meeting the needs of others? And, and I want you, if you're on social media, I want you to think about this. And when you have an answer, I want you to honor that person. Even if they've passed away, I want you to honor that person by, by putting their name in the comment section so that we can all just rejoice that God placed that person in your life. Maybe, maybe it was your mom on Mother's Day, right? Maybe she was the, the selfless person of faith in your life who whose heart was for Jesus and who put your needs before her own. Maybe it was a a mother-like influence. Maybe it was a coach or a teacher or a small group leader or a friend. If, If there's someone that comes to your mind... I want you to share that with everybody so that that we can see that God is doing this, not just in our lives, but but he places these people in our lives for a reason. Who is your Timothy? And the second question that I thought of, and this one's for us too, when I was reading that this week, was was don't we all want to be a Timothy to somebody else? Don't you want to be a Timothy to somebody else? Like, like how do I get to be that guy? Like, like that guy that Paul says, of all the people I know, this guy, this one, is the most faithful. And Paul gives us a glimpse of kind of how that has come about. Philippians 2.22, he says, he says, but you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Now, Paul has a really deep relationship with Timothy, so much so that the only way he can describe it, and he describes it this way in other places as well, is as a father and a son, even though it's just not his biological son. He, he didn't meet him when he was an infant. They're not related, but, but that relationship that they have, that they have built upon over, over a long period of time, has, has given Paul the confidence in this moment that I know who Timothy is. 
And because I know who Timothy has been before this, because I know his legacy leading up to this moment, I know that when I send him to my friends, I know who he's going to be after. But see, it isn't just because of Paul and his experience and even his influence, but before Paul met Timothy, he had two other people in his life that showed him faith. And Paul writes about that in a different letter. He wrote a letter to Timothy. It's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Paul says, I am reminded of Timothy's sincere faith, of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Timothy is leaving a legacy, is living a legacy of faith. A faith that looks like the heart of Jesus and is expressed through a genuine concern for others. And what we learn by thinking about who has been there for us and who was there for Timothy, the thing that we learn is that a legacy of love and faith always begins with someone else. A legacy of love and faith always begins with someone else. Look at this. For Timothy, it began with his, with his grandmother Lois, right? Grandmothers, you are so important. And after his grandmother, it was the faith of his mother Eunice. And, and mothers, you're so important. And then, and then it was Paul who, who didn't have a, a, a legal, a, a biological, an adoptive, a, a whatever kind of relationship. But God placed Paul in his life as a father-like figure to take him into under his faithful wing. And now Timothy is going to be sent to Philippi to be a Timothy to somebody else. Do you see how this goes? And so what I want to leave us with this morning is, is to pray about this in our own lives. To look at, at 1 John 4.19 that says that we love because Jesus first loved us. That, that the legacy that we leave behind begins with him. It begins with him. That's what Paul's saying in this letter. But it isn't the end. It's just the beginning. And so the question is, what legacy will you leave behind? Today's Mother's Day. It's the day that we remember our moms, the, the grandmothers, the, the mother-like influences in our lives who are the people that God has placed in certain seasons of our lives for certain purposes in order to pass along the faith that we now possess today. The people that didn't leave the diapers in the parking lot, but instead left a, a legacy of genuine concern that we now have the privilege of carrying into the lives of others. Can we, can we pray for that right now? Lord Jesus, I just, I just think about the faith of, of, of men like Paul and Timothy, and, and I know that there were many seeds that were planted over many years that led to the moment that we're reading about right now. But God, I also know that the moment we're living in right now is planting seeds as well. And as we look back on this season that we're living in, not just this day, but this, this month, this year, the relationships that you've blessed us with, the opportunities, the, the people around us, even if they are few, even if we are confined, even if we are like Paul in prison, God, you have a good purpose for us in this moment. And it's a purpose that as we look back will leave a legacy. And so the question for us to ask is, is what kind of legacy do we want to leave? Or Jesus, I believe that, that most of us want to leave a legacy like Timothy. We want to be the kind of person that someone else will look back on and say, 
that's a person who's not focused on their own needs. They're not focused on their own, their own desires, but they're focused on the ones of Jesus. And that doesn't mean that we, we give up our own needs. It means that we trust you to meet our needs so that we in turn can use what you've blessed us with to bless others. Isn't that the greatest legacy a mother can leave? God, for those of us who have mothers who have lived out that way, who have gotten dirty in the, in the grime of the dirty diapers out of love, God, we thank you for them. Those who have passed before us, we honor their lives, and we thank you, God, for the hope of the resurrection. We turn our own lives over to you for that hope as well. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For the moms who raised us up, gave us hope, and made us strong. For the young moms who became moms sooner than expected and gave it all they had. For the single moms who had to figure out how to do this on their own. For those who never got called mom, but who cared for us all like a mom would. For the hurting moms who've loved and lost but never given up. For the praying moms who don't always know what to do, but always know who to talk to. For the working moms, the stay-home moms, the cooking moms, and the takeout moms. For taking care of us when you barely had enough time to take care of yourself. For teaching us how to walk and how to make a difference. For the late night snuggles and the early morning pancakes. For sitting with us after our first breakup. For lifting us up when others put us down. For the rides, the meals, the laundry, and the birthday parties. For the years, tears, laughter, and love. It's not enough, but we want to say thank you. Thank you for doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. We love you. We honor you. We remember you. We thank you. At this time, we would love to invite you to join